listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Janie Mai Jenkins. Oh, my God. I'm still getting used to saying that name, although it feels so good when it rolls off my tongue. Um, guys, I am so happy this week. We just actually wrapped the reel. So that means I have a bit more of extra time at home, which is so nice. Wait, what am I talking about? I shoot from home. I don't mean that. I mean, I have more time off, which allows my brain to just shut up. You have no idea how much I realize that I talk, you guys. All my jobs are talking. My talk show is talking. My podcast is talking. My YouTube is talking. My work within advocacy against human trafficking is talking. My advocacy under Stop Asian Hate or Black Lives Matter. Everything is talking. So I am very happy that before this podcast, I had a moment to just STFU and listen to my brain waves and all the random thoughts that happen in there and then come refreshed and refueled for my fam questions with you today. I wanted specifically to have this fam questions because the last time I threw out a fam questions, it was right after I got married and I, I don't know what was in the vibes of the world out there, but when I threw this out on Insta story, I got so many crazy inquisitive, great questions that the last time I recorded this, I wasn't able to cover it all. And I don't like to leave you guys like unanswered. I don't like, like to leave so many people who felt compelled to tell me a question to feel like, oh, did you even listen to our DMs? Did you hear them? Because I did, I got them, I hear you. So I am doing a fam questions right now. I'm gonna answer the questions that you guys sent me. Thank you so much for following me on Instagram and listening to my call outs when you guys submit questions. Thank you for your bravery because I know you know that I play them here. I will keep the names anonymous and let's get into it because you guys have such good things to share and I am ready to talk about life with you. Let's go. All right, so let's go on to the first question. My question is, what are some things that you do to de-stress? Like, are there things that you do each day? Or is there, like, something that you do specifically, like, once a week? Are you kidding? De-stressing is my jam! I'm punching air if you can't see me. I love to de-stress because I realized that my first... 30 years of my life was not de-stressing. I just worked through the stress. If I had problems with people, I just ignored it and, and you know, either dismissed them or, or just moved on with things. If work was stressing me out, I would pour myself into another angle of my job. If I, my own mind, my own peace of mind wasn't there and I was stressing myself out, I would go pour myself into A or B that I just mentioned. And that really stacked up to me when I was 40. When I was 40 and I got hit with um, the, 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 the kind of the depression that happened after divorce because everything in your life feels like, you just feel like a failure. So everything else compounds of what onstanding issues you have that you don't take care of. That is when I realized that I never went to, to go properly take care of things that I'm you know, not proud of or that I didn't heal. So today, the ways that I make sure I handle that is A, if I have an issue with a person, I go directly to that person. After I've calmed down, I am not 
tired. I am not lonely. I am not angry. I am not, um, I'm not resentful. After I get rid of these feelings, I will go and confront this person and I will just start with my feelings. Hey, I want to talk to you about something because this, this really hurt me or I'm confused about this. So that's number one. Number two, I will also make sure that I handle issues within myself. If I'm confused about something about that I didn't handle well, I will go and take the time to go and process what that was. I'll journal it. I'll talk to people about it. I'll read and research what my fear or my anxiety is so that I don't let that boggle me down. And then the other ways that I de-stress is to just turn everybody off. Turn your fucking phone off. That's one thing. Baths help me so much. Making a bath smell like a whole garden party. Lavender, eucalyptus, tea leaves and bags. Oh my gosh. All those things make me feel great. Getting away into nature. There is nothing nature can't make me feel better about. I, if I sit in just grass and have a blanket with my favorite foods and maybe some music, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm popping. That's, it's a way to get me back into my vibration. Trees, getting around that. That's, I hope I'm giving you some ideas here, but basically definitely face the things that give you issues after you've given yourself some quality time. Don't let things linger like your dirty laundry because it does pile up and it does stank after a while. And just make sure to turn everything off because sometimes when you come back to it, you actually don't give a fuck anymore because it's done and it's over with and you've filled your mind with so much more great things to think about that you realize that didn't really matter in the first place. Hope that helped. Okay, here is my second question. love yourself enough to respect it and put it as your first priority how could you do that uh, I, I can't you know I'm struggling to to see myself uh, from inside you know I always see myself from society standards hmm. Okay, so that went on a bit, but I wanted to get you guys just the main question, which is how do you prioritize yourself to love yourself? <sighs> the crazy thing is, you know, we watch movies like How Stella Got Her Groove Back or, you know, um, all these self-help books will tell you to just go take a vacation and spend time with yourself. While that will work, the first thing to do is to flag where you're not prioritizing yourself. Because even if you go on vacation, you come back to that regular schedule of work or the kids or your husband, you come back to a regular schedule and you don't want to get back into the grind because going somewhere to go find yourself does not mean you're going to have yourself when you still get back to your regular grind. So wherever you are right now, I suggest you really be mindful, which means being really present with your train of thought throughout your entire day. Are you constantly thinking about someone else and worrying about their needs first? Um, I have a friend who's married and all she does is worry about her kids all day long. Have they eaten? Have they slept? Have they, do they have you know, some help with their schoolwork? She thinks about them all the time, which is right for mom, but it's actually wrong to put them first before her. It makes no sense to go and not even give, give, not even give herself her favorite meal to start with for breakfast or to give herself a few minutes of yoga or whatever workout she would want or to, you know, not take care of her own list of things to do first and then go handle the kids so that she's not coming back to like a whole pile of things left unattended because she didn't take care of herself first. I also know that there's people who 
wake up and they immediately go to their phones and think about work or the rest of the world. I have friends that get up on get up onto their phone and immediately check the gram and check news stories because you care that much about what other people are doing or going through before yourself. That's crazy. So I definitely think the first thing to do is spend 24 hours writing down everything you're doing or everything you're thinking about if it's not about you. When you look back at this list, you will be shocked at where, at how often this is that you just habitually don't think about yourself. And then right next to it, I would like you to write down what you should have done instead to prioritize yourself first. So it's not bad that you're doing these things. You can take care of your kids. You can take care of your man. You can take care of your work or whatever, but you shouldn't do these things first without feeding you. So even for example, in the morning when you wake up and if you're only checking the gram first, no, check with yourself first. Ask yourself, how was your sleep? How do you feel right now? Move your body around, touch yourself a little bit and just kind of like wake yourself up, rub your hands through your hair, give yourself a nice big stretch, get excited about what maybe you want to wear today, who you're going to see. Think about your meetings you have in, in, um, that are planned out for you. Think about maybe if it's a job opportunity or a Zoom meeting, like how are you going to show up in your best self? Think about the things that you have to look forward to first before you're going to be looking forward to this world and this crazy phone, because I promise you there's not anything you're going to miss out on here that you're not going to see later on. Okay. Let's try the next question. How do you deal with confiding in your people without burdening your people or without feeling like you're burdening your people? I guess that's my question. I think it's so funny that he ended with, I guess that's my question. Don't be so unsure of yourself if you're confiding in people. Chances are, if you chose to confide in that person, you probably have a relationship with them where you feel trustworthy enough to go and share with them. That's a great thing. So the first thing is, don't be so apologetic. If you want to share and confide in somebody, first make sure that you're not going to be upset if this does get out because you know that anytime you share something with somebody, you already have to just take the risk that it could get out. And if that would damage your relationship, if that's going to change the way you feel about this person, don't even put yourself in that line of fire. But if you do confide in them, I would just make sure that you're conscious of what you want this person to know without draining you know, three hours of their time or something. You know, if you're going on a two hour hike, kind of think, all right, I'm going to talk about myself for 30 minutes. And then I want to hear about this person. I want to hear how they're doing. So I like to make sure, yes, if I'm going to take 30 minutes to tell you about what I'm going through, I will absolutely explore all those things and fill you in. But I'm not going to absorb the whole hike so that by the time we're done, you haven't told me about anything about yourself. You haven't even... I don't even know how you're doing. And then I'm going to walk away and be like, thanks for listening and get in the car. Like I, I like to also check in on you. Now, if your friend knows if this is like a big deal and you are calling your friend to go with you, to go meet about this, then just give them a heads up. I'd like to take you out to dinner because I want to get, pick your brain about something that's kind of a big deal. Set them up so they don't feel like it's so self-absorbed. But as long as you, again, when you own your time with them, make it poignant, make sure they know what they're supposed to know and, and, and you get your questions clear of what you're asking their opinion about, unless you just want them to listen. Or number two, if you're going to take up their whole night or their whole time, just let them know to give them a heads up. And I promise you, people will just respect the fact that you're mindful about that, you know, that you're aware that you're not making it all about you or taking up all the time. I love these questions so much. And by the way, it makes such a big difference to me when I play the questions on my phone 
when I play it so I can hear the voices. Because when you guys write me questions, it just doesn't tell me enough about you. These, these voice notes are everything. I would like to know what it was like finding the love of your life the second time around. Give us out there who has not found it yet hope. Ooh, girl, I got you. <laughs> well, first of all, I said that because if you watch Hello Honey, you know what I'm talking about. First of all, I have to make a correction. I did not find love a second time around. I found love the first time around through Jeezy. When I thought I was in love before, looking back now, I realized that that wasn't love for me. And I don't say that in a bad way towards anybody. It's just that when you are younger, you can mix emotions with what love can really be for you. And for me, I don't want love to just be emotions. I don't want it to be butterflies. I don't want it to feel like it's just somebody that I have similarities with or that makes me feel safe. For me, love makes me feel whole, makes me feel inspired, makes me feel captivated, makes me want to become a better version of myself with this person, not for this person, but with them. And I, I experienced that for the first time with Jeezy. So what I want to say to you, friend, about finding love your second time, or maybe your first time, is to think about what are the adjectives what are, the, what are the words that describe to you what love should feel like? And when we say feel, we shouldn't just talk about emotions. We should talk about like actual effects that it should have on your, on your, your being, your mind, your future. How should it make you feel? How, what should it do to you? What kind of impact should it have in your life? And when you start dating, if you start getting those butterflies, if you start getting, you know, those mixed emotions, if it's not anything that you just listed, then just enjoy it, but don't put so much pressure on it being love and if you should behave a certain way because it's love. So the, the, the thing I want you to know most is love is absolutely out there because it's dependent on you as to what you want love to be my idea of love isn't somebody else's, you know? I mean, if you think about it, I dated a lot of people and also married before I got to my final destination. So my idea of love wasn't right for other people and their idea of love wasn't right for me. But my idea of love matched with somebody else, which means that depending on my growth, depending on my maturity, depending on what things I value most about myself, I, I found myself discovering that and harnessing it. And somebody else saw you holding that gem as well. Just imagine yourself, like literally if you found the most precious gem out there, if you're holding that gem, like it ain't no thing and you're just kind of dropping it in different places and kicking it around, nobody's going to find what you have as precious. Nobody's going to look at you like, oh my gosh, you've got something rare there. But if you actually found that gem and you held it like it was just a tiny little baby bird and it was so, it was so, just absolutely pure and, and sacred to you. And you only showed it to the right people. And you only shared it with your top friends that would understand. And you coveted it and you loved it. I mean, imagine if that gem was you. 
people would respond to you differently and treat you differently because the way you carry yourself is so, it's so purposeful. It's so intentional that they too would handle that, handle you in that way as well. And there is where you can find a, chem a chemistry and a connection because you both will hopefully see, when, see things within one another and value each other in that way. I noticed that people match each other's value. I noticed that healthy relationships are when people know what their gems are and they share it with that other person because they too hold themselves as a gem. So therefore they'll relate and understand the gem I'm gonna give you because I see you, you see yourself as a gem too. So I just think that the more you can harness those things about you that are so pure and so awesome and so stupendously different from everybody else, the sooner you will be able to carry yourself in a certain way that'll match vibes with somebody else who will also notice those things about you as you will notice about them. All right. Okay, this is a longer question. Is of us as human beings respecting each other's origins and cultural background. What conversations need to be had? I mean, we don't necessarily have to understand everything. However, we need to come to a point of we see it and we respect it, you know, a point of acknowledgement. So, yeah, thank you. I could not agree more. So that question, a little harder to hear, but it was basically about if we all come from different backgrounds and different cultures, different lifestyles, how can we have more conversations to at least connect, even if we don't understand each other and our choices? How do we just live in a more connected world? I couldn't agree more. I think more too often people talk to people who they feel that they relate to or they they judge. I think that when we're younger, we'll judge to see if someone's interesting for us to talk to or if they're, you know, it's usually based on maybe the information they look like they have or whether or not they got clout or money or if they look like they might hang out in the same circles as you or play the same music, you'll open up and, 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 and talk to them. But as you get older or even the older generation, they'll reach out and talk to anybody. They'll kind of say, hello, how are you doing? How's your day? and get to know people, but that's not our generation today. Our generation today kind of sticks to more of their own kind. So for me, being 42, I really enjoy striking a conversation with anybody and just almost setting a little game with myself to find out something interesting about this person. So whatever questions I ask and navigate, I'll find something out interesting about them. And it might not always have to do with their culture, but I definitely know how to ask certain questions that eventually tell me where that person's from and what they're about. I encourage you guys to have more conversations with people that don't look like you and don't come from your same background or same circle of friends and challenge yourself too. What is it that I can find that's interesting about this person? What's something new I can learn? Because when you inevitably look for something interesting about someone, you'll always find it. You will always find it, but you've got to actually give that, person, give that person the time and the patience to ask them questions to discover that. Because if you're sitting back trying to wait to be impressed, like that's not a fair presentation of that, that, that that person owes to you. That person doesn't owe to impress you. But if you're actually inquisitive and you really are 
yearning to learn, that's something that person deserves and give them that due attention until you find it. All right, we're gonna do one more question of my fam questions to wrap it up. Here we go. What experience in your life has inspired your dependence on? On what? I think it got cut off. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Oh, dependence on God. Let me finish that for you, you guys, because the recording got cut off, but thanks, Marav, for recording that question for my fam. What has inspired my dependence on God? The fact that I don't want to depend on myself. The fact that I do not want to depend on myself to think that I can control what's going to happen out in the world for me, that I know all the answers, that I... that I don't have a greater understanding of the setbacks in my life meant to be teaching me something, the mistakes in my life meant to be growing me. I love knowing that there's a creator out there who has molded me and set me with my exact brain, my exact eyes, my exact experiences, my exact family, my, the way I talk, my swag, all these things that made Jeannie Mai who she is. So that now I get to go choose how I use myself to be an impact to the world. I, I love knowing that. Honestly, I would, I would actually get really nervous if I thought that I didn't, wasn't born with a unique purpose, that I didn't have somebody, a creator out there that had an idea of what my life should be, the best life that I could possibly be given, but I've got to make the right choices morally in order to get myself there, in order for myself to experience it. And if I choose to veer off and make a different path, that's okay, but I'm gonna learn in a set of ways to find my true star, my true North Star, my true identity. That excites me. And I think that for everybody else out there, believing in something is, I think, vital to life. It doesn't matter who it is, my, my, some of my family members in my, of mine are Buddhist. I have family members that are also atheists. And for me, it's, it's, it's up to you, obviously, it's your choice, but I just think that if you actually close your eyes in your own moment of solitude and you actually pray to your God or to your higher being, you will hear an answer. And if that answer is pointing you towards your very best self, in your ultimate reflection of joy and an idea of your best dreams and outcomes of success in love, in family, in life, then I think that it's impossible not to believe in something greater than just yourself. You guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thank you for catching me on the most refueled day possible because I'm on hiatus and I also just get to enjoy my podcast and pour into my YouTube series with you guys. So I'm really looking forward to the next few weeks ahead because I have some exciting things planned out for Listen Honey. I am going to be reformatting a few things and having some great, great guests that I'm looking forward to sharing with you guys. So 
Thank you for listening to this episode. Please do rate and review. I checked my iTunes re recently, and you guys who left reviews, I love them. It helps me stay on path with what you guys enjoy to hear from me. Thank you for that. And if you want to check out my other channels, I have a Hello Honey on YouTube and also my Instagram, The Genie Mind. I love you guys. Thank you. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen.